Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Good day to everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome again to another episode of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. Your daily dose of Caribbean culture. Daily? Hold up, hold up. But it's daily in that you can listen any day of the week. But yeah, we Okay, okay. I was like, what are you committing us to? <laughs> Pressure is on. <laughs> yeah, how's everybody doing? We're holding in there, man. Holding in there. You Ula Kachebi? Yeah. Oh, that's good, that's good. I, I see when I'm in silence. Benchko, why are you staring at me? Yeah, because I'm like, but I'm all right. To say, I have to say it. You can conduct the podcast without me speaking. Oh, yet. wow. Okay. He's, I feel like he's going to make a dramatic entrance when he decides to speak. Entrance. Or maybe he's chilling. still um, mourning the loss of um, Mourning chat. the loss of what? I don't mourn the loss of anything. It's Wednesday. I'm chilling. Oh, I'm actually good. really hungry. Now let's nah. have a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman and Cliff Robinson. Okay, moment gone. All right, it's very sad, very sad. We lost a great one. What's your take on it? You I don't never know what somebody going for. Amen to that. It's very true. Amen to that. And that's the that's definition. And that's the definition of keeping your circle small and everybody, nobody talking about your business. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Nobody that's what I need in my life. Nobody knew he was sick. Till after he was dead, like that. That anybody else, and I mean, you'd have known from the day he got the the results at the doctor, but his team kept it secret for what four years. Bro, yeah, and I mean, it. He did so many like impressive things in that time, and then finding out after is just like whoa, like the gravity of all of that is you know crazy. And I mean, you also the tweets around like he he knew like the rules he had to do is like no legends from this point forward you know well you see that's the definition of let your work and your actions speak for for you Mm -hmm. you may have to be out here bragging and posting Mm -hmm. you just let your shit do the talking before like just before he died just before he died yeah 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 um I guess another thing happening this week, um, probably the next podcast you listen to, Jamaica's going to be through their election. Um, if y'all listen to our podcast a few weeks back or last week, I don't even know, guys. Um, yeah, but the one we did around, um, yeah, elections and voting. So there's another one uh, coming to you. Um I watch, um, let me just say, I watch Sportsmax here in St. Lucia. Yeah. The Jamaican channel. And their ads are, are lit. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time, like, cricket or basketball takes a break, like, there's a political <laughs> ad on us. It's like, damn. Like, the ads are lit. The debates are lit. The dub plates are lit. Like, come on. Jamaican elections really bringing it. And, um, I, I watch videos of Lisa Hanna and just like, oh. Don't get me started on my girl crush, Lisa Hannah, but, you know, we'll proceed. Um, 
this week, guys, we are blessed to uh, have a fabulous guest with us, Carrie-Anne Reed Brown, a fellow podcaster, a Jamaican, so I'm sure she has something to say about what we just brought up. <laughs> um um, but she has a podcast called Carry On Friends. She's been in the game longer than us. I remember when I was looking at... Um, oh, this is what's happened to her. I, I had no clue who we were talking to <laughs> or who we were talking about. Well, know. glad we got Vinan's attention. <laughs> Carrie-Anne has been in the game, podcast game for a while. Um, I remember when I was looking for Caribbean podcasts to listen to and when I was thinking of starting this podcast, Carrie-Anne is one that I tuned into. But um, she is a woman on the move. She also started Caribbean Podcast Directory. So that's a website where she started um, reaching out to all the new Caribbean podcasters and um, listing them in her directory. So if you want to find a Caribbean podcast, um, they're likely on her directory. Um, and she's also started Breadfruit Media, which I believe you do more um, podcast production, right? So if somebody is wanting um, your assistant or to be in like kind of your podcast network. So if you want to know about Caribbean podcasting, Carrie Ann's your girl. So that's why we brought her here. Welcome, Carrie Ann. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I was quietly holding in all the chuckles um, <laughs> on the very quick, you know, news rundown kind of SNL style, you know, um, I think that's what Adani was going for. He nailed it. And then for sure, yes, for sure, political dub plates is very hot in my chats. And yes, you know, I have to say some of these songs, as we say, shot, you know, <laughs> they're really good. And um, all the things you talk about, I'm like, yes, this is my type of thing. We've been talking about it. So, yes, I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about podcasting and everything else that's happening. And yep. ting and ting. All right. So, Carrie Ann, let's start at the very beginning. What's your story? When did you start podcasting and why? Whoa. All right. So, I started listening to podcasts around, um, so before, as you know, as Caribbean people, I had a BlackBerry, we, all on the PBM. <laughs> and when BlackBerry started having troubles and going out of business, I relented to get the iPhone. And mm. that was maybe late 2011, early 2012-ish, around that mm -hmm. time. And so as I get this new device, you know, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And I say, oh, um, podcasts, because honestly, at the time I listened to Joel Olstein and T.D. Jakes and I used to get these random, random recordings. And then I was like, what people get this from in audio? It was on TV. And that's when I realized that, mm -hmm. you know, churches are really one of the original podcasters because all they did was strip the audio from their broadcast on TV yep. and put it into the podcast app. So that's kind of, you know, Joe, Joe Olsen and TD Jakes were the first two that I listened to. And then I said, okay, church done. Cause you know, I live in New York city and at the, you know, I have a pretty lengthy morning um, commute on 
the subway. Mm-hmm. And then I just started kind of perusing the app and saw what else I could listen to. And so that's how I really got into podcasts outside of the typical Christianity mm-hmm. podcast. And I really wanted to do one, but made it catch me free it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I was ready because maybe I wasn't searching hard enough, but I didn't see any of us doing right. podcasts. So it was just like, mm, should I be doing this? So, you know, a lot of the podcasts I listened to were by white folks. Mm-hmm. And so what I did instead was I started Carry On Friends as a blog. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I tell people this, like I'm a Virgo. Everybody used to say I was a little nerd as a kid. And so, you know, my brother-in-law and I came up with a little strategy, how to work up the courage to get to podcasting. So during church, you know, we have um, voiceovers for announcements and I volunteered to do the voiceover to see, you know, oh, like a ting and ting can go on. And that's how I got my little practice. And then I started the blog and the blog was going as carry on friends. And then I did a survey and people said they wanted to hear from, you know, other people who are Caribbean or mm-hmm. similar experiences. And I said, boy, you know, if they're going to hear from anybody, I, I can't write this, you know, we mm-hmm. have to talk about it. And so that's kind of when I finally say, you know, I have to do the podcast. So that was 2014, really committing to, okay, I'm going to launch the podcast in 2015 to start out the new year. And, you know, why I started Carry On Friends as a blog first was, other than the fear, was I just didn't really feel like um, there were the conversations I needed. I was having some challenges at work. You know, people said I was mean. I wasn't mean. I'm just a Caribbean girl who parents tell our all our life mm-hmm. to work and just don't get any problem and stay out of people's business and just mind. You know, just go to work and leave work. That's it. Right. And, you know, I was struggling with that. And I really didn't see any material or any conversations around those experiences. So and a few other things that, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I might start a blog on this. And so that's how I get started with Carry On Friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So since you've started, right, things have definitely evolved for you in terms of um, deciding to start the directory and I guess even going into Breadfruit Media, right? Yeah. Um, was that driven, you know, just purely out of your passion and love for podcasting or was that something you saw in terms of like trends, right? Because I feel like this year especially, so we started... When did we start? 2018. 2018. Um, yeah, I think it was like June 2018 we started. And there still weren't like that many, but maybe like probably six months or so after we started, it was just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> and like this year, 2020 for podcasts, and I guess it's maybe people who more, you know, have more time on their hands, they're saying, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the other media that they were on, you know, they say, no, let me switch to podcast format. Um, It's been to me just an explosion. I feel like every day I like go on Instagram, whatever. It's like another Caribbean podcast. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) I can't like keep up because in the beginning, even like when I was kind of doing my research, there were barely, you know, any like a handful or so, um, but I guess tell me kind of what you've seen or if you've seen kind of that same trend as kind of like being one of the pioneers in this space. So your observations are spot on. So when I started in 2017, 
Um, I mean, 2015, it was, there were barely any Caribbean podcasts. And I made this distinction. There were mixed casts. So people who are just spinning music and, right. you know, that's, that will always exist. But what, what, where I make the difference is where we're having a talk show interview based talking head style podcast, specifically with Caribbean people. And I will even, go even deeper and say Caribbean people with Caribbean accents, you know? <laughs> which is which is a distinction that I make as we, you know, take up space, really. Mm-hmm. So um, 2015, nothing really existed. And it, I, I was kind of flailing a little bit. I didn't know what I should be doing. You know, I'm always that person who's like, um, you know, I've always worked in legal. So case studies and, you know, case law, I'm always looking for an example, like, how should I do it? And I didn't have any. And so I didn't know if I was doing a good job or not. And so um, 2016 is kind of when I saw there was more of an explosion in black podcasts. I think right. that was a year where more people were coming into podcasts by then the read was the read the nod like these kind of things exactly and so that's where and that's kind of when apple first started showcasing black podcasts well that i was aware of Mm -hmm. in 2016 and then um by the time 2017 rolled around and uh, let me back up a little bit caribbean podcasters were there but they didn't lead with their identity Right. Correct. So, yeah. you know, as I led with this identity that I'm a Caribbean person mm-hmm. and the, it started as as I guess the technology becomes more accessible. Equipment may not be as expensive um, and people are seeing more people like themselves in the space. It's just a natural thing to mm-hmm. be interested and do it. And I think 2018 is kind of when there was a steady uptick. Uh, mm-hmm. podcast and then as anchor really came in the scene that is kind of where we're seeing a lot of um, particularly based in the Caribbean are starting podcasts because anchor is a free um, tool that they people could record the podcast so definitely the trend of starting new podcasts um, started around increasing around 2018 for sure for sure mm-hmm. um this year everybody's starting a podcast because everybody's home that's why there's a shortage of mics and um i didn't even know that vinan's yeah, nodding exactly. his head yes there's a shortage of, the, mics, uh, let me headsets and audio interfaces yes yeah. Let me preface this to say there's a shortage of the low budget mics because yes. the $300 ones are still out there. Very true. <laughs> but the ones that I recommend, and it was so shocking. So for the past, people are like, what mics do you use? And for the past five years, I've been using the Audio Technica ATR 2100. Yep. I have two of those, and I also have an AT2005. And there's a whole story why I have three of these. But anyway, I paid like $69 for the mic, the pop filter, the um, windscreen, and the little pouch. $69. I went on um, Amazon the other day, and that whole mic is $109. And I'm like, wait, we're moving the reverse because it's cheaper. It's more expensive. And the same for the AT2005, I think it was maybe $79. It's like $99. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's happening? So that alone tells me there's a shortage of mic. And it's 
not only is because everybody podcasts, but they you know, the supply chain is broken through during mm-hmm. COVID. So, you know, that's that's an indicator that, you know, more people are creating podcasts. But with that, I'm not necessarily worried because what I think is gonna happen, people are gonna pod fade. Um, yeah. And they realize like, oh, it's not just sitting and talking with your friends. It's a little bit harder and it can get tedious. Well, a lot of them hop into it thinking like, you I'll get sponsors mm-hmm. and make money and it's it's you don't just get sponsored right away and make money off of a podcast right away. It's, you know? So Yep, yep. Yeah, that is you're right. They will portrait. Um, I think the other thing is also the explosion of podcasts didn't only just happen in the Caribbean space, right? It That was a reflection of podcasting as a whole, right? Um, because I, I'm not sure if you went with me, but I went to like a podcast movement meeting in Dallas and they were talking about like the pod feed and the history of podcasting. And you know that it was 2004 or so it was the actual like start of it. Um, but it was just, you know, small and whatnot and, and gradually grew and grew and that they had been seeing the the um, expansion happening um, I, I guess they didn't even imagine it would be this but even now all the acquisitions and stuff that you're seeing like um, Spotify, iHeartRadio all of them doing as well um, but um, anyway the um, for I th- a note on that I think yeah. that, is what, that is what getting people excited about podcasts yeah. because there's all yeah. these acquisitions but nobody quite no one's trying to understand what that means because right. the way how podcast is reported on people report on it like it's like a they report on it from a tech perspective right mm-hmm. so like oh apple is acquiring this they talk about podcasts from a tech perspective no one talks about the content because if the content isn't mm-hmm. good there's no acquisition to really make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. when people keep hearing oh you could um the 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 podcast industry is projected to make billions and millions they're not talking the little indie podcasters they're talking the creators the no. right they're not talking that they're talking where the ad comes companies are going to exactly. be a lot of money, not you and I, because yeah. what they do with these CPMs is, and you know, I'm not knocking anchor, but when you look at the CPM model, they're like, yeah, we'll pay you when you run this ad through my mm-hmm. podcast, but it's not until you reach a certain threshold of downloads nope. or listens that you get. Yep. But then <laughs> with the CPM model, you know they're they're making money you aren't really mm-hmm. getting much of this money until um you meet a threshold so a lot of times these conversations about monetizing and that's also from my experience with blogging it was the same thing mm-hmm. you know we have to be careful about really focusing on monetization not that it's a bad thing but we have to really get creative about what monetization means for us especially caribbean people because you know yeah so let's dive let's dive into that right as as we're here right so i guess we'll use this as i'll use this as a frame of reference because as somebody winan follows right winan is an avid listener of like joe budden podcast and has followed that right for <laughs> Vernon and I are friends. I just wrote a little thing venting about Spotify on Brett. Last, yeah. Last week, he put but you know, like he plays it in the house, right? So I'll like pick up here and there, and I'm like, okay, Vernon, what happened with Joe this week? And you know, I'm like, what, what's the ready. drama, right? But I mean, let's let's take this back, right? So 
podcasting has been on the rise. I think the same thing happening with podcasting now is what happened with vlogging and YouTube that we've seen before, right? There were people who came in, people, um, you know, got a lot of fame, People then started making money and monetizing and whatnot. And then more people are like, oh, this is accessible. Oh, I can do it. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. That's the same thing that's happening with podcasts. I think the thing people have overlooked with a lot of these vloggers, as well as I think podcasters, is the people who are making those big bucks and those million, billion dollar deals have been in the game for a very, very, very Thank long you so much for time. Well, they've been doing, a lot of them have been doing a lot more than just po- exactly. for podcasting. Right. And the podcast, I think a lot of them, the podcast comes out of the heart of like, creating something right the the content creation the love of that and that you know came first and then the following came and then they stayed authentic to that brand they didn't come into it i'm going into this to make money right um so with joe button right now that's something that we have seen play out where he got this he's been doing this for i don't even know how long um right they have a podcast didn't have a name for a good couple episodes right before it got right and um you know they built their you know cult following had their huge presence and then now with the uptick of media houses and whatever wanting more black media black representation to get the ads tap into that audience you know that you know that kind of thing be <laughs> seen as in the pop culture and representative but wanting to make a buck off it came and say let's go joe but joe wanted his analytics right yeah. So, um, Vernon, you want to kind of give a little bit of well, a I mean, summary? I mean, the whole thing with Joe Budden is he signed this whole thing with Spotify in the beginning. And, yeah, he made some money. But I think the main thing for him was he needed analytics. He needed to understand because he didn't really know how what his podcast was doing, how many people was reaching, who really liked it. So his main thing, this was all an experiment for him. And he wanted to see, you know, I'll go with this tech company and I'll be able to get the analysts and truly understand how well my podcast is or, you know, truly understand how valuable my product is. And in doing this, he under, he, he got a real understanding of how good his, how valuable his product is. And, I mean, we've seen with his last couple of episodes and what he's been saying, how people have been responding, people are saying, well, you know, for some, you made a bad deal and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But it's clear that these people are not paying attention because he keeps saying, this is not a bad deal. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I went in for. It's just that when it was time to renegotiate, Spotify didn't come correct. So now I'm going to go elsewhere because based on projections from business people and the math we've done, we can make it big out here. Without the need of, without Spotify's and, and, help. And I guess own it yourself, and right? At the end of the day, own it because. Versus getting a cut. Because of... when he's saying things like, when it's time to renegotiate, Spotify telling them, you know, they want rights to this and that, and right. they want anything Rory do on the side, they want rights to it. They yeah, they just want to own your entire brand. The, and... the cameraman, Ericsson, if Ericsson do something, they want own, they want rights in that. and So. 
it's <laughs> so the reason all right so there's a couple of things so the one the reason why i believe that it was an experiment for joe because as he pointed out he got this deal actually he was really one of the early yeah. exclusive podcasts him and amy schumer amy Sh- right and yeah. so for him he thought that you know he had some apprehension about the deal but at the end of the day joe does what i do as well. I don't really run ads in the podcast. You try it, but you're like, uh, I don't he know. He tried it a couple of times and he said he didn't like it. It yeah. didn't feel organic exactly. having to stop his podcast and play mm-hmm. an ad. Yeah. And then he tried the whole thing of whole reading story. it. Yes, yes. But he didn't like that either. He just said it just messed the flow up. He didn't like mm-hmm. it. It wasn't his style. And, so and he stopped it. And so I want, I want to note that it's important that Coming from the blogging space, I understand what it's like. Because when I started Carry On Friends, people were like, this is how you should make money. And I'm like, I don't want to make money that way. I don't mm-hmm, want exactly. to be a coach. I don't want to do this. This is not mm-hmm. what I want. And so what happens is there's nothing wrong with you. The same thing I do with Brett, you People have a, a framework or a system and they they sell that to you. And if, if, they, if you say this doesn't work for me, because I'm like, this is not how Caribbean people operate, they have no alternative. So you have to kind of go on your own experimentation to figure out what your yeah. your your analyst your data looks like, and which which is what Joe did. What happens with Spotify is, and and the biggest takeaway from that whole thing, and if you go on Red Fruit Media, you see what I said about Spotify because I've been like raising the alarm about Spotify a long time ago. Yep. The biggest takeaway is I feel like Spotify is low on cash. And what they're doing is all this acquisition for content ownership. Because if mm-hmm. they own the content, they don't have to do a revenue split. Exactly. What they right. did with Joe Budden is license his show. And because yep. they license it, they have to pay him a gang of money, right? Yeah. Because now where they're doing like the Michelle Obama, those are Spotify originals. Right. So Spotify owns them. What yeah. Spotify is trying to do is, and Joe points out, Spotify doesn't make a lot of money from playing music. So what mm-hmm. they've done is, and um, they, they partner with Omnicrom, is to really become an ad agent ad house, yeah. for podcasts. And so my question has always been, I mean, I'm low on the totem pole. They're, they don't reach me yet. But my thing is, if you are run ad in my podcast, am I opting in? Am I opting into that? What if Mr. Joe down the, the street decides, hey, I want you to do an ad or I want to sponsor a whole episode of Carry On Friends podcast? Wait, how that work? Joe, Mr. Joe shop? Like, they don't reach me yet, but I, you know, I'm thinking ahead. Like, how does yeah. this work? And then... The idea of trying to strip away the RSS feed and go to like a proprietary platform in form of streaming, it, yep. it what happens is they take away the democracy of what podcast is because they want to exactly. control the market. And so mm-hmm. when everybody talks about money to be made, everybody know uh, you know everybody's like, oh, we can make money from podcasting. No, it's not you. It's the ad company. It's the ad company. And then yeah. The most important thing that I've been saying through Breadfruit Media, very clear, because you mentioned it. I'm not a network. I'm not a network. I don't want to be a network. I don't want to own people content. I want to own my content. Pay me for my service, unless it's a yep. show that I specifically create i don't want to own it if there's Mm -hmm. a show that i co-create with somebody then we have a co-creation agreement but if you come to me to produce a podcast i don't want to run a 
my network. I don't want the legal headache. I've worked in mm-hmm. legal. I don't want it. You own your content, right? I own my content. And IP is so important because if they can afford to pay me a million dollars, that means that my show value way more than a million dollars. And that's exactly what Joe is saying. Right? That's exactly what Joe is saying. Joe is saying when he saw how much they were throwing at him, he started to wonder, like, yo, like, something not I know this is just a piece He's like, that's not making sense. Like, like, that's what you're offering me. Like, there must be more out there. Exactly. And and he made the point, like, when everyone was making fun of him and saying, oh, you made a bad deal and whatnot, he said, by the end of the day, y'all think it's a bad deal. For me, it's an experiment. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember, I own this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is mine. Mm -hmm. So, So the other part of that, right? So even with the nod, right? So, like... When there was a there was a summer when everybody was doing um, these little programs for people of color and women of color and people were like, oh, you should sign up for this. I said, first of all, it's really not for me because in order to participate in this program, it's really a nine to five. Most black people can't afford to do this nine to five. It doesn't work. Right. But of course, they're going to own the content because they're looking. It's like when you go to an interview and they're asking you, so how would you work through this scenario problem? It's really a real problem that this company is having, but they're picking picking the fresh ideas from these potential pool of candidates with no intention of hiring them, right? So what... That's how I looked at it. I don't want to sully the integrity of the program, but it's questionable to me, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like when when you think of anchor, all first of all, I re you know for the directory, you know I list I list Spotify as a way for people to listen to show because I know some shows that's the only way you could listen to it. But for me, on principle, as a Caribbean podcast, most of the Caribbean now have access to Spotify. access to Spotify, Spotify in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why am I promoting this? But I, yeah. Go ahead. So even for us, even with the decision to start the podcast, we had to, uh, you know, we host on Podbean and we decided to just have the Podbean site and have it accessible there. Because when we even started, Caribbean people were not listening to podcasts, right? So I have, you know, people that I know that listen to us that we were the first podcast they even started listening to. So that's why we even just had to have it up on the sites because they didn't even like, oh, where do you even listen to podcasts? Like, how do I even get that right I mean, it's on google and apple i think it's on spotify too yeah it's on spotify too but you have to you had to like kind of stretch yeah. out and expose yourself everywhere even just to like figure out okay where is this audience even yeah. right yes absolutely um I, go ahead no i just think that and and the thing about monetization again it is it is they don't consider the content because if Joe's content wasn't good, he wouldn't have the audience. He wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to generate. So I think in a lot of these conversations, they talk about the money to be made, but less mm-hmm. is attention to the content, the IP, the IP is very important. You know, mm-hmm. like the nod, they have this thing that they want their money based on how I feel like they cash strapped. I don't think Spotify is going to give them the ownership unless they have a gang of money because mm-hmm. particularly Vernon, cause you listen to the show when he ex- explains how you know the stock market works and how they raise money i've exactly. since noticed that there are two platforms who are always writing how spotify is taking over apple and they're this and i'm like mm, famous, my stats don't say that right right but, yep. okay but when they do that there's a rally in the market they it, it, yep. so so what happens is by 
putting out these articles, to me, it seems like they've raised the fund by their funds by putting out these positive press and then people get excited and like, oh, let me buy some Spotify stocks, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how he explains it to me, which goes back to they, they're they not making money as a music company, so they want to make money as a podcast ad company and control the market. And, and really what they're doing is they're banking on celebrities, right? But let me tell yeah. you something. If the content no good, no amount of celebrities not going to convince yeah, but, but to listen to you saw it. You saw it. And he said it with Amy Schumer. They came good. out at the same time and hers wasn't good. Uh-huh. To the point now, I think Spotify is actually considering shutting down her show. Listen, they, they have no idea of how they just see dollars, like like he said. Yeah. And and this is not just a a, a, a podcast thing. This is a a da- data thing, right? There has yep. to be a balance with data and content. You, we are all podcasters, so we look at the data. How are downloads for you to determine? Mm-hmm. Oh, which episodes did well? And you're like, people really like that episode, but your balance kind of like, wait, but I, I wasn't even really feeling that episode. So how do you, you recognize? I feel the that? same way <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> when I look at the stats. Right, you're like. How, I mean, I wasn't really feeling it. So how do I reconcile my creative energy with what mm-hmm. the people are telling me? With what the, with what the people want. <laughs> right, right, which is what the data says. And so what he's saying is that you they are solely looking at the data. They don't mm-hmm. understand the audience. And I feel like this is, you, you know, the, the thing that they didn't realize with Joe is like, you know, and I guess even as Caribbean people are consuming music the way we do, Joe is a music guy. He's a exactly. Music guy. So he saw right through the BS from the music. It started <laughs> yep. doing this. He's like, wait a minute. Nah, this feels like a record deal gone bad. Yep, yep, yep. He was reacting to that. But I think what got me was the lack, the tone deaf, the lack of empathy from the guy who told him that, yo, he should be yeah. potting at home. I'm like, dude, didn't you just hear the dude said his husband, his, his father was high? Like, yeah. what part of that you didn't understand? But I'm like, if you, if you feel like this man cannot take a break to grieve, you have a financial cash flow problem. That's how I look at it. You mm-hmm. see what happened when he told, when he said he asked Spotify for you, just a just like I think it was like two random days yes. to get for like for vacation, and they were like, "Uh, no." <laughs> so the moral of this story, guys, is own your content and find a way. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Find creative so, ways. What you have. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So we started with monetization, right? But I think it breaks down into three things that we said, right? So it's monetization, audience, and content, right? From a Caribbean perspective, right, monetization, especially being a Caribbean podcast, likely in the Caribbean, is, I feel no, like... It doesn't work. Yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's challenge, it would be challenging to say the least because the Caribbean is so focused on tra- more traditional forms of media, right? Like, what is a podcast? So, what is your audience? Like, that kind of thing. Let me ask you a question. Because you say y'all saying it doesn't work, right? Mm. But let me throw out a scenario for y'all, right? It doesn't work in the sense of doing ads and stuff. Mm. But don't y'all think it could work in the sense of let's say you are master following and you start doing events? No, no. So, so here's why I think it goes. So let me just back up. Okay. Sponsorship for podcasts in the Caribbean can work. The mm-hmm. problem okay. is the Caribbean looks to the U.S. 
on everything. So they tried to copy what the U.S. does mm-hmm. instead of trying to figure out what works locally mm-hmm. for them. And so if you're looking at your favorite black podcast or white, any podcaster and how they generate revenue, you can't really mimic that model because it's yeah. not going to really work for you. So the problem, what, what Joe took a two year, you know, risk or two year experiment was to figure out how he can monetize his podcast without having to read ad and cut into his podcast with ads. The problem is everybody is so hyped on this make money right now that no one is having that patience to to figure out, experiment what works for them. I had to experiment. I know what works and what doesn't work. You know, and I move off from that. Yeah, when other people do things, that's great. That's what worked for you. But mm, it don't work for me and my audience isn't really feeling that. So sponsorship in the Caribbean can work, but you have to make it work for your local market and not what the what's happening in the U.S. market. Because when I have these conversations with other people, I'm like, you talk about everybody globally, but you fail to understand that with the Caribbean equipment doesn't show up. You can't just walk into a Best Buy and get a mic. You can't, you know what I mean? True that. You know, most people don't have access. Most people don't travel to the U.S., so they don't have uh, an address in the U.S. to have a bank account in a U.S. bank or you, because you can't do PayPal. You know, mm-hmm. so like the banking and how money's exchanged really doesn't work the same way. So you think of the inequity in that way. So when you think of money you really have to get creative. And I just think that people don't have the patience to be creative with what mm-hmm. would work for them or their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, audience, right? I feel like I, so you've been seeing, you know, we've been seeing the rise in like black content. And now you're starting to see as that grows, the rise in like larger scale exposure for subcategories, right? So even like I saw um, on, you know, one of the major podcast platforms talking about the rise of African podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, we're coming guys, we're coming. We're coming, right? What do you kind of see for, like, I guess, we're very, like, young, juvenile, just kind of, like, Caribbean podcasters in this space, but it's happening, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think it takes for us to get that kind of, like, recognition and be seen more? Um, Because I, I don't think we're at a point where we're going to be, like, sought after, right? Uh, No, not yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think with everything that we know of the Caribbean, we're multidimensional, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, my podcast is not, it, you know, it's for those who live here and code switch and you go between this very mm-hmm. spoken English and then we go really bad into Patua and we go <laughs> back and forth. Like, it is talking, talking, right? And then, but th- there's a space for that and that's necessary. And there's a mm-hmm. place for people who are just talking regular and it's open for everybody. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges that we have or we experience is that the more people create content and the lack of consistency and as they pod fade, it just, it's, it's just, it's like, you don't really take it that serious. But I think the bigger problem industry wise, and I spoke about this at black Podfest, is like, you know, as with everything, there's a token 
And so because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was the one token, you know, I tried to make sure I pay it forward. Like, yeah, you know, I got recognized. So I'm, I'm doing this directory to pay it forward because I knew what it was like to, to just start your podcast and nobody don't know who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm very mindful that I'm the exemplar that people might rise, you know, lift for everybody else to follow. But I don't want people to follow me. I want you to create your own content, but make mm-hmm. it good, but create your own content. And then what, what I think happens is then everybody just copying a show that they like and trying to create mm. a version of That's a show. So so let's let's pin into that one for a little. <laughs> that is a major Caribbean problem. What do you see though in terms of what is the kind of content that you see coming out? Because for me, I still like I created this podcast. Um because I wanted something that I would want to listen to, you know, like I felt like I had podcasts on my rotation, but I didn't feel like I could, you know, I could see it in my mind, you know, what I wanted to hear, but I couldn't find it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there some podcasts coming out and I'm just like, there still hasn't been very much that has like stuck for me to be like, yes, subscribe, love you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because I feel like the content is everywhere. Like the, the scope is not like very clearly defined. And I'm not saying we have it all figured out. It took us, right. Like it took us, you know, a while, you know, to get into our groove, to figure out what, is comfortable for us what you know people i think it was more even about what we liked and what we felt went with our hearts more than what we felt like people wanted right um but that's important because yeah you don't go with what is resonating or what you feel then you get to a place where you're like you don't want to do that that contributes to pod fate because if you're not really loving the topics or the content and well or even like the pressure i mean for me i see it as pressure but like the pressure for video right because people are seeing no. you know multiple times i've had people come to me and be like y'all should do video y'all should be on live y'all should do this i'm just like Mm -mm. y'all don't know how much it takes out of me to show up here once a week in my pjs or sweatpants or (laughs) whatever you know just to record record a audio only podcast let alone for it to be a whole production and then that wouldn't feel like authentic to me you know to be on be like video like that like that doesn't fit with like even Vernon's face right now, like y'all don't want to see Vernon on video. Like <laughs> I don't want to see him. You have the times recording, I laying on the couch, I rolling around, I do not so like I'm on the floor like video. I'm on the floor right now, you know? Listen <laughs> You know, it's it, it's it's that exact reason, right? So I think, you know, we preach it to the choir here. You know, people want to see the video content. So let me let me just back up a little bit. People will create their content and it will feel copycatish or and it's like they'll they, they have to find their way through what they'll eventually create, right? Mm-hmm. But I have to balance what feels authentic to me. Like everyone mm-hmm. says, Oh, Carrie Ann, you're good on video. I'm not I it takes a lot to even be on video like Mm -hmm. i'm a perfectionist so you kind of have to work with what works for you right now and like the pressure yes people want the video but what kind of video content just Mm -hmm. sitting here talking you know like I, i don't i don't know how that works but in terms of content 
there needs to be way more diversification. So I call the society and culture category of Apple the miscellaneous category. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. last year or 2019, when they redid the cat, like 2018 or maybe 2019, when they redid the category, I was disappointed that they didn't break down the society and culture category more because that is the catch-all. But from a content um, perspective out of the Caribbean, I get excited when I see a sports podcast. So we just featured the drive phase. It's Mm -hmm. sports. And I'm like, this is a no brainer. We Caribbean, we do sports. We do lots of it. You know, why aren't there more? So I feel like even um, murder mystery, like I would love to hear Caribbean murder mystery or Caribbean like, like, or like a Caribbean like duppy story podcast you know something like that just more ways to kind of show and demonstrate our content you know there's so many podcasts formats I and i feel like caribbean category well i, I don't like, think kick us do out of society, culture, please. they won't do that but that's exactly why breadfruit media is created because um i i'm I wanted to do an audio drama. I tested an episode of Carry On Friends. Up to the other day, a friend was like, I really liked that episode. You said you were going to do more, but you didn't. And I'm like, well, audio drama <laughs> doesn't quite work that way. You have to script and you have to do yes, a lot of work. things, but just audio only. So that's why Parade is there because you're working through that. But like, there's just a variety of content that we could create. But until the example is out there, it's very hard for people to kind of conceptualize what they want to create so you know for a region that probably have more church than florida you know i mean we're not seeing a lot of christianity or new age christianity type podcasts right or you know just all the things that us caribbean people talk about you know it's just yeah but i think even like in that christianity space there's like a technological like gap right because we live in Texas, right? And the churches here in Texas are next level with their technology, right? Yeah. Like, you well, go in there, like, full audiovisual setup, studio, band, like, everything, right? Well, and When I'm talking I, about Christianity, it doesn't have to be the church itself. You know, you have young right. people who are Christians and they want to share... Share their perspective. Okay, I get you. Uh, I I think in the Caribbean specifically, like like especially to St. Lucia, the people who could do that, they know nothing about podcasts and they're out of the general age range of podcasts. Mm. I can see people... But there is no general age range and I think that's a misconception. No, no, I'm just saying that these are the people that are least technologically friendly. Like the people that would sit down there and talk about and um, create a whole podcast around church, right? But the people in our age range that would create a podcast are probably not going to usually create one about church because just in St. Lucia, like the age range for the church goers is like a certain age and then we compartmentalize church in this Sunday, like 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock bracket and then we don't think about it for the rest of the time. And so so what Adani is saying is a perfect example of what I mean because you're talking about it in the construct of church. I go to church. You know, my husband and I, we facilitate the marriage ministry. 
you know, so there's so many conversations we can have around God and church that doesn't necessarily belong in the box of church. Mm-hmm. And so that's thinking outside the content box. It's like, how mm-hmm. do I walk around or how do I live as a Christian? Like, that's the type of content that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because that's what young people are going to struggle with. That's how we struggle the, with. Bring the relevant, like, problems and issues and, like, what you have to deal with every day. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily, like, you know, today in church, we talked about Psalms 100. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's like, a well, and, and, and that's the thing, right? Using the podcast mini- medium as a way to um, disrupt, you know, the traditional ways of thinking Thank about you. it, right? Yeah. Presenting those themes in a new, like, innovative manner, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we're talking about with content. We talk about this, but how do we apply it to how we live now? Because remember, our, our family, our parents are talking to us in a generation where all this technology didn't exist. All this, everything that we're seeing in front of our eyes. You know, even even when you listen to the TV or the radio, there are certain things that are no longer bleeped out that back in the day was bleeped out. Right. So, <laughs> so, so now, you know, like, hmm, is... Can, can you really, is that still a cuss word or is it not? You know, kind mm-hmm. of dealing with some of those things. When we think about school, what everything that we, you know, from a traditional sense, we can literally create a podcast topic around that and just kind of mm-hmm. deconstruct what it is to be Caribbean American or from the Caribbean and have these conversations instead of being on Twitter and, and telling somebody that they're not Jamaican or not Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell them, tell them, sis, tell them. Like, that's not the conversation we should be having. Like, just just mm-hmm. find something else to do. Or, you know, like I see the young Jamaicans on Twitter talking, which I agree, but maybe it's the American in me. Because when I think about it, and again, I'm a history buff, right? So the American in me agrees with some of them who said, yeah, we should have a solid election date instead of this suspense. When is the mm-hmm. election going to be called? And let's talk about that. Why? You know, mm-hmm. um, but then when I look at it, you know, other places around the world, they have this, who is going to call election on a particular date? Let's, let's even deconstruct that. Why are, are is this, is there a colonial collect connection in this random picking out a date when they feel like it to call election, as opposed to every five years on this date is election? Why is that? Why is that? Like, these are conversations we can be having. And I feel like we could make it fun and engaging because, I mean, we have a whole, we have like a whole catalog of uplates for election, like, <laughs> you know, so fun and, fun and entertaining is who we are, right? So it shouldn't matter, like what the topic of conversation exactly. is. Because right. who would have thought election would have been entertaining and fun and you're dancing and carrying on mm-hmm. Let me tell you, i knew it was next level when bungee garland running on the dub plates i was just <laughs> like what is happening here right so there's not a topic i don't feel like us as a caribbean can have a have a conversation about and make it entertaining and alter the normal construct so content just being creative about mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. Um, so out of what you have been seeing coming up, have you been seeing like more diversification or is it a lot of the like chat cast interview format still like dominating the sphere? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm trying to move away from that. I'm being very honest. It's, um, you know, this season of Carry On Friends is a human interest season. So a lot of it would be interviews, but I'm trying to move away from that but that is what people know outside Mm -hmm. of that it gets it requires more production 
outside of that, it, I don't know why my do not disturb didn't do that. Outside of <laughs> outside of interviews and chat casts, that it requires more production and more mm-hmm. work, and that is a deterrence. Because even for me, it's like okay, we have to do some planning long term, and it's mm-hmm. not as easy. Whereas you know the chats and the the interviews tend to you know be what people see and can do and you know for now it works i guess it worked for white folks for a long time so i guess a <laughs> <laughs> good one Still working. yeah um adani you have any questions for carry on how is it with your technology breakdown like currently, like, do you find any technological problems with what you do compared to how it was? I know at, at, for us, like, I had to order some stuff just because of when I moved from the U.S. to St. Lucia. And then now the internet is a lot worse. So <laughs> having these technological issues just based on the corona. Geography, yeah. And then geography as well. So... Technology is always evolving, right? So when I started my podcast, I was using Skype to record. I had to buy this particular plugin called Ecamm that would allow me to split the recording on separate tracks. And that w- I only use that. I use that. I still have it on my computer, but I started using Zoom in 2016. And Zoom worked fine, no problem until this year when everybody is using Zoom. <laughs> so it was just like, wait a minute. And the things that they were saying was happening in Zoom, I'm like, that has never happened to me before. And I get, and, and I realize it's because people didn't really set up Zoom. So all the things that are now default in Zoom, I'm like, this was always default for me. So, you know, just the technology. I think, I think the challenge is... Um, not necessarily my technology, but the technology of the guests. I can't really control that. And so having to work with that and trying to sound engineer, you know, whatever is happening on the guest side, um, that's kind of where my biggest challenge is, trying to make the sound work. Um, Every minute something is coming out to be the latest and greatest, and I, I, having coming up as a Microsoft kid, you just know that you don't upgrade to Windows 95 right away, or you know, right away. You know, Carry you- on, I need to watch the things that you're seeing because, like, I think my husband's fallen in love with you with the things that you're seeing because no, this she, is stuff he preaches all the yeah, time. You, you cannot, because <laughs> I guarantee you, Russian upgrade, then it breaks. Yes, it doesn't work properly, and then you have to go back to the same you old thing downgrade. you were doing before. Yes, yes, you have to downgrade. So, I yeah. don't really do the upgrades right away at all. A lot of times, if it's not broken, like, don't mess with it for a while. Just just leave it be. Yes, let somebody else be the tester, all right? And the early adopters, not us, yes. That's common common pro knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, wait, um, Adani, you good on tech? Or, y'all? Oh, yeah, my question was answered. Okay, just checking, just checking. Um, all right, so we hit the content, right? So lots of opportunity, lots of opportunity for diversification as well as embracing our authentic voices because that's our like dynamic selling point, right? Yeah. Um, 
monetization we touched right we spoke about kind of like the big boys and we're watching the trends in that and seeing like what our trajectory could be there but also being more um aware of and creative with how we can see monetization um opportunities while still being authentic right the one that we could probably touch a little bit more on is audience right um and like honestly for us like we know we have an audience shout out guys shout out for listening hey (laughs) but um like diving into like the audience analytics trends like trying to make out here from there has just trying to build your your following your right audience, has you know? been a challenge and sometimes i look and i see these like new podcasts coming up that are like done by influencers you know like people who already had like a huge following and i'm just like Ugh! or like you know celebrities and stuff i'm like oh <laughs> Joe kind of talked about it, but it's interesting because he's like, well, because he could have been considered um, a a celebrity, but not quite. He was, you know, he kind of said I wasn't really the A-class. A-list, yeah. So audience building from a Caribbean perspective, and I talked about this when I was at Podcast Movement last year, it requires cooperation, right? Because technically we are competing, right? But we're really trying to target the same audience, but Mm -hmm. with different flavors, right? And it's like, how do we work together to one? Because the one thing that no one really talks about is we're all fighting for the same 40%. I'm trying to reach that other 60% who's yet to discover a podcast, but would want to listen. And that is where the disconnect is. There's not a lot of education so um, around podcasts. And I'll give you a, a perfect example. Earlier this year, for whatever reason, the local, I, I don't know how, I shouldn't say for whatever reason, I don't know how they found me, but the local news channel was like, hey, we'd like to do a feature on you. They did the feature. Everybody found out about it. I was tagged. Everybody, I got to church, church announced it. Then I had to start sharing with people how to listen to podcasts. It, it's it's always that question. You, you, you all just explained to me the same thing. We cannot grow an audience if we're not educating the audience on how mm-hmm. to yep. That is first and foremost. Before... Before we even say subscribe, how do they listen? Mm-hmm. Right? They need, you know, and, and so which is one of the things that I try to advocate. You need a website. If you don't have a website, your hosting company gives you a site. Promote that so people yep. learn to listen. Because if we if we're we all are trying to fight for the same pie, I'm just trying to figure out how do I get at least 1% of that 50% or 60% of people who don't listen to podcasts on a regular basis. The other, I, mm-hmm, go ahead. The other thing is we assume that people know we exist and people don't know we exist because mm-hmm. we're in a cacophony of all these other sounds. And compared to the gossip and the entertainment side, mm-hmm. we rank really low. We're boring compared to what some other people put out and that's entertaining for them on a regular basis. That is what we're competing against. And so it makes it really hard for the audience to find us. And the audience only finds us when they need something. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's where SEO comes in. So what the, the episode that I did, American born Caribbean race, it's, it's part of the conversation where they were like, what do you mean? I'm born to Jamaican parents. All I know is Jamaican life. I mean, I live in Jamaica. I was never born there. But how could you tell me that I'm not Jamaican? You're, you're erasing my identity. And that is something that 
while it's a relevant topic, someone will find it when they feel tired of being told that they're not Jamaican or not St. Lucian or not anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's like creating content that is evergreen is a strategy or a philosophy of mine. You want to make sure you mix it. Some people like talk about pop culture, but when the news steal, what happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So having a good mix of evergreen content is important for, for your audience. And then the other part is how do we educate the audience on how to listen to a podcast. And I'm, and to be very honest and shout out to anybody in St. Lucia listening, my data tells me that more than 80% of my audience is in North America. So from a, you, there are marketers here. I, that's the audience I'm going to focus on because that is who they're, it's easier to access them and educate them about how to listen to a podcast. So when I'm doing certain things, they're most, and I'm not saying that people in the Caribbean won't have the technology on the phone, but it's, you know, the phone, it'll be more expensive. It'll be a little. Yeah. Cause, cause um, when you think about people listening to podcasts, a lot of times people listen to podcasts on the go. Yes. They, they, they travel and they commute oh, and whatnot. Yeah. Now it's much easier. Don't get me wrong. I know this in our Caribbean people or whatnot, but the way, data and all of that is freely and and cheaply accessible over in North America versus back into the Caribbean. It's much easier to find people in the U.S. and North America listening to your podcast because they're on the go, they're commuting and whatnot. Versus back in the Caribbean, a lot of people prioritize using the data for other stuff. Someone will probably wait to get into the office where they have Wi-Fi to maybe listen and whatnot. And even then, they probably not even actually listen. They find themselves stopping because they're preoccupied with other stuff. So I I see that the same. Podcasts. technology as well. So, and then don't ask for our currency devaluation. So, especially in Jamaica and St. Lucia, we like three times less. Or um, I'm not sure what Jamaica is at right now, but just importing goods like of that nature is, is expensive. Plus duties and customs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And so so for me, from an audience building perspective, shout out to everybody who listens based in the Caribbean, but from from the data. I can't even focus on those in Europe either, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's also a comparable percent. I just have to focus on North America and kind of work with that audience and develop that audience. Where is that audience located? You know, how what's the distribution? You know, what episode? Like all of these mm-hmm. things that you have to look at and try to figure out how you build an audience pre-COVID there are some things that I wanted to try now post, you know, now we're in COVID, we have to get really creative. But the problem with the, the problem with COVID is that everybody's starting a podcast, but podcasts aren't necessarily the things people are listening to because, you know, you're in the house, I'm in the house. I, I mean, for me, my commute was when I listened to my audiobooks. I did all these other things. Now I'm not. The, the, the kids are constantly playing, which is why they're pushing for this podcast into video, which I don't necessarily think is a great strategy for everybody because the way YouTube works, YouTube works for entertainment mostly. L- watching somebody interview somebody is not very entertaining for like, you know, now we're, we've been recording, what, for almost an hour? This is, you know, I don't know how entertaining it is to watch us to record this. So we... We, we, we look at data. Again, they're looking at the data and seeing, oh, let me back up. And this is for my techies. These execs are conflating vlogging with podcasting, and it's yep. not the same thing. 
And that is where we are running into issues. People are, you know, if you are video only, you're not a podcast. You need an RSS feed to be considered a podcast. And so when they're like, when people are on YouTube and said they're a podcast and they have a lot of views, unless they have both the video version, I've seen people with the video version, strip the audio and drop it into, yes, that's a podcast. But if it's video only, that is a vlog. And Mm -hmm. so when they look at that and say, oh, your podcast should be in youtube if this is the only thing on your youtube channel this is not what people are searching for youtube Mm -hmm. is a number two search engine people are not searching the search engine i don't go into youtube to look for american born caribbean i'm looking for (laughs) video i don't that's not how i use it and so what they do going back to what joe said nobody's trying to understand the consumer they're just looking at the data so the thing that we the, the issue that people are having right now, I feel they they don't know how to balance the data, the technology, the AI with we still need to be decidedly human. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think and we change them, you know, like bounty hunting, we change just like the weather. Right. The slightest thing can change our moods. You still mm-hmm. need somebody to be able to interpret that. Would would a person realistically go and have search? youtube for this topic no they wouldn't so why are you encouraging a whole bunch of people to invest time money and equipment to do a whole video setup in youtube only to get one or two views that don't make no sense Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so with audience building, you also have to find out if this is where your audience spend time. Exactly. You know, like I'm not sitting, I, most of us are multitasking, right? You know, Vernon rolling around on the couch and putting in one words, right? He's not, like, I don't watch videos on YouTube. I listen to them. Unless it's something, you know, you listen. No, you, you, you are hitting the nail on the head. It's true. So I, and, and the thing about, you know, watching where you go in and invest your time in. It's like, if you're looking at your stats and you see no one listening to your podcast on a platform, like you have zero plays, why should you rush over there to keep putting your podcast over there if no one's listening? You know, the data, but, like you said, the data should help you make informed decisions. Yes, and it should show you where to focus your, 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 your efforts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when it comes to audience building, one of the things that, you know, we stretch ourselves too thin. We want to be on all the platforms. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> well, and I feel a thing that I think to, to I, I want to address it before we close out is like, I think people underestimate all that is involved in creating and maintaining a podcast, right? Yes. The production, right, in terms of like pre-production of your content, right? Like what are you going to talk about? Who are you going to talk about? Are you going to have a guest like your out first of all getting a guest on right like for some people that may not be as challenging for me i found you know it's been tricky um getting guests coordinating and you know providing even just finding the right ones because you could get someone on but you know like we had a couple experiences where it's like okay yeah let's get them on and you know for us it didn't hit you know um, so even just being selective, finding the right people, getting that scheduled, outlining your episodes, having a content calendar, um, coming up, actually having the tech to to record, having the tech technical work. know-how to edit, right? Well, you, you skip having the tech work altogether. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you're recording the other person internet not too well. Right. Cutting out... 
and then that just makes your recording, your editing part harder because now you really have to sit down Mm -hmm. and go through and be cutting and you know snipping and that kind of stuff right and then i guess post right the the marketing the analytics if you're gonna write um content to go along with your um audio podcast and all of that right and then what is the turnaround time for you to do all of that right so it makes it even worse that um Sometimes a lot of these platforms aren't linked. So, I mean, you may be lucky that you're hosting your podcast with someone that when you post it there, it goes to all these other different mm-hmm. things. But sometimes you may have to go to the other platform and do the upload again there. And it gets tedious. Not trying to dissuade anyone, but you know... It's but just, just being know, realistic just being about realistic what's show, involved, yeah, yeah. right? Don't, don't ask for when the technology fails and you lose a whole episode. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God. No, 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 no. Or, Yo, this has happened to us already. <laughs> or you start having a conversation and five minutes in, record wasn't hit, you know? Oh, <laughs> my... <laughs> so, you know, I have nightmares about that. <laughs> listen, I, I I recorded an episode earlier this year and I mentioned it in the re-record. So I interviewed the Consul General of uh I believe is St. Lucia. Um no, 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 she's St. Lucia. I think she's the Consul General of Canada in Atlanta and I believe she has St. Lucian background right? Mm -hmm. Heritage. We had a great conversation. It was going so good. And then you noticed. (laughs) No, 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 no. This, this, this was like early COVID. So this was like March, April. And we're like, okay. And then it's recording because every time I record, I look at it like now it's your recording, but I'm looking to make sure this, this red, this red circle is there because I'm just like, that's just how I'm like programmed now. So I hit, Mm -hmm. so the, the, the call ends and with zoom, everything is like, you know, it's exporting and I play it. And I was like, this file looks really small. This is like kilobytes. Oh my gosh. What's happening? Maybe 10 maybe 50 seconds max of that com- that hour plus conversation was recorded. Oh, my heart. My chest is still hurting. <laughs> In my head, I was trying to reconcile and I'm like, wait, did I not press record? And the logical side of me was like, obviously you did because you got 50 seconds. But what Let happened? Like what happened? So like the technology itself. And I think that well, was just- oh, a it's I, I, let me tell you about uh, there's a time we recorded an episode and everything was fine we pre-recorded it and I don't know how somehow I deleted the episode I edited it I did everything and I deleted the episode oh lord <laughs> oh lord I mean like these things really really happen I remember my early days one starting a podcast and I didn't want to record and I recorded the episode complaining about having to record the episode I didn't want to record and then people liked that episode and that was one of those like what no. <laughs> that was like episode 7 or something I was like I don't want to record this episode because I don't know what I want to record That that's like in the early days and it's just like 
the frustration because there's this pressure to really be on. And it's like, I had to come back and say, you know, I can only be me and this is what I'm creating. I cannot be anybody else. I cannot be any of you on the show or anybody else. And I don't look at anybody else. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I'm still trying to get through the quirks of hearing myself. I don't like to hear myself. And so like, (laughs) you know, I hear it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So editing my voice Solo episodes for me are very hard. Guest episodes are the best because I know it's just a conversation and there's not much to edit. But like all these things that I have to deal with, I'm like, I can't pretend or try to be anybody else. So with Mm -hmm. podcasting, it's, it's not easy. And it's like, you have to be okay. Well, you three have you three, but for me, it's just me. You have to be okay talking to yourself, which is- Yeah, for you, I I commend you on that one. I, How do you do it? <laughs> you know, I have a little trick. I um, I have a little, you know, you know, those bathroom mirrors are one side. It I you knew in. you were gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or I have like a super. I have those t big t. Well, it's not a big TV, but like a sizable TV that I can, I use as a monitor sometimes. You know, I see right now. I'm seeing my reflection, so it's like, oh yeah, uh, all right, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> I have okay. a conversation. But that you really, it's, it's what you have to do to make it work. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That, hey, you know, it, it feels, it's much better than, you know, like, mm, I feel weird talking to myself. So I just put the mirror right there. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I, I mean, by now, it's it's a given. You are an avid podcast listener. You probably listen to a lot of other podcasts, right? Um, How do you prevent that from, like, influencing your style of podcasting? All right. So I, so this is where, so I'll let you talk, but I don't listen to anybody else's podcast. Really. If there's an episode that you put out that I'm like, Oh, you guys put out that episode. I listen to it. The only podcast that I constantly listen to are the ones that I'm paid to produce and edit because I just don't have the time. One, I really don't have the time and my creative, I listen to single episodes, but I can't really say, and I'm just being honest. I can't really say for that very thing. Like I don't, I look for creative inspiration elsewhere. I don't want to feel like all of a sudden I'm sounding like Anushka or I'm going to be Adani doing these weird news things. Right. I already kind of know. See, see the thing is, you see one, once you know how you set up, you just work with that. And it's mm-hmm. not to offend any of, I, and I'm, I know you yeah, guys no, no, aren't no. offended, but you know, some people might be offended, right? But I just know that that's not how I work. If you have an episode yeah, yeah. that you you guys recorded, you talked about, um, I'm sorry, both of them, like, you know, like those yeah. things. Things that catch your interest, yeah. Yes, you listen. I, I operate in a very similar way. I feel like I used to listen to more podcasts before I started yes. doing it myself. Yes. I will maybe like catch the occasion on one hand there, but I will not like binge listen like Calvin and like every week he has to catch Joe. Like I, no, I, I don't know. Joe is a be. different style. Joe is like a, a loose rant. It's a very yeah. different style. Like I, I don't well, think I'm doing Joe. And that's the thing. That's what in the beginning, Vernon was like, we just need to come on and talk. What is this outlines? What is this structure? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Absolutely not. Because honestly, <laughs> I can't do outline and structure. So most of the time she writes the outlines and I just show up. I have no idea what we're talking about 
who we talking to. <laughs> I just show up and be mad, like, organic with it. So No, but you see, what, what you all are telling me, like, without you knowing, you all have very specific roles that you're playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Without yeah. Doubt. Yes, and, and so... Vernon's role is to be just the improviser. He just comes in and just works off energy. And Nishka, clearly, she is the whoopee on the view, you know, like structure. (laughs) She's leading the conversation. She's directing. And then Adani is comic relief. Like, and oh, you got that right ahead. (laughs) Right on there. I am bold as well, okay? That is a big thing this podcast, right? All the energy and the vibe is just, you know, listen to it right here. Yeah. You know, so it's, you can pick up on that. And those are very important roles, but you kind of, you know, I don't think it, it, these are natural roles for you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when people think of podcasts, that's why when you, when people try to copy another podcast, it doesn't always work because your, your own personality has to take into consideration. So like, for instance, I, I tell people this all the time. So people are like, Oh, your husband, you know, people might think I'm a chatterbox. Yes. My husband is naturally quiet, but I'm also naturally quiet. And so together I pick up the talkative role in some things and in other things he picks up the talkative role, but most of the times we're just very quiet people, you know, just being in each other's presence without having to talk. What happens is in a natural, when a dom- when two dominant genes come together, one has to become recessive and the other one is just mm-hmm. remains dominant. So if, all these friends come together and you know two people are equally you know organized or equally laid back somebody's gonna have to come out of that laid back vibe and it may not really work for them but they come out of it because this other person is way more laid back you understand what i'm saying and then they may not like that role that they have to play because they naturally want to be laid back and so that's why you have to create a show that works for your personalities and if you can sustain that you know yep. so like you know really really bring your authentic selves into that and mm-hmm. and and that's how i was able to pick up on how each of you kind of operate you know vernon <laughs> got up off the couch i can tell or he like sat up yeah 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 <laughs> i'm like looking around i was like what's it is does she have a camera in here like is her third eye just open real wide <laughs> No, after a while of editing podcasts, you know, I can tell inflection in voice, like how people are moving. Like Anushka, you somebody has something jiggling, jingling on or your brace, something is happening. That's like, me. That's you. my bracelet. Yes. So, you know, somebody, you know, you hear these little things, you know, after editing podcasts for a while. Oh, but it's that's so funny. Yes, yes. And Adani's just really mm-hmm. quiet over there with his dog, like, what's happening? She's, good. She's really good. <laughs> All right. The podcast whisperer, Caria. <laughs> no, but this is this is like this is fun because like you get to hear you know just the different perspectives and like just different things that you can you know bring into the show. Like I really think that Vernon just needs a tech section, a tech segment in the ep- the episode. Um, and we're then, actually talking about doing a whole podcast just on tech. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if a whole podcast, but maybe segments. Give it to them in dosage because yeah. then you're going to OD the people on updates and all of that stuff. No, I think they were talking about like a whole separate one for Ooh. like tech. Yeah, yeah. That 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 could be a good idea because I don't see too many of those. 
especially mm-hmm. like tech in relation to like people in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to convince my friends to do that. So yeah, there's there could never be enough um, shows, um, podcasts on tech or around tech or from a from a you know for, particularly for you in St. Lucia, it's very specific, very niche. You know, mm-hmm. you know, niche is kind of everybody wants big, sexy downloads. I got ten thousand downloads in one episode. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Wait, people get those numbers? <laughs> we don't got those numbers. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, like, I'm over here feeling, you know, happy about, you know, 100, <laughs> 200 downloads, wow. 10,000. I'm, hap- I'm happy for what we have because oh, yes. I, I very happy. guaranteed, once you start getting to those 10,000 downloads, you start having people being like um so i have a problem with that's when you really start getting some haters (laughs) no i don't think so i think well you'll get the haters but you get to ten thousand downloads or whatever by by just like being you like i don't think you get to ten thousand downloads i I, not knocking ten thousand downloads on an episode and stuff like that i i feel like when you have those little small downloads it may seem small to you but it's big because i guarantee you Every one of those people probably listened all the way through. Exactly. And, and they're probably like regular listeners. Let me tell you, the thing that has touched me like the most is when we've gone to St. Lucia and we don't go, we haven't gone very often since we've been doing this. And like people just approach, you into rush into like, people. I listened to the podcast. I was like, wait, what? Really? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like I didn't even know how to react because I never like thought in my mind that I'd be getting approached by somebody for like yeah. being a podcast listener. And and those are the the important thing for me as I um I share that whenever I'm feeling down or I'm feeling like, you know what, I'm just tired. I think five years is long enough. I can hang it up. Somebody sends a message or something that says, yeah, I really listened to this episode and I really love right? it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like those are the moments that you realize, yes, you know, and I, I always feel like God is hearing. He sends the mm-hmm. person just at that right time to say, no, you should continue to do this. And that's the thing. You can love podcasts. You know, I get up and, you know, we go to work or we do things you know you know you everybody likes something different here but sometimes that thing that you love gives you problems sometimes and 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 it's a struggle and it's the same with podcasting sometimes it is hard and you need Mm -hmm. that extra motivation to continue doing it especially since you know with your job you go because you have insurance health insurance Mm -hmm. and you get paid right versus a podcast is something that you can opt out not to do but Mm -hmm. you know i think of my commitments and because i'm a you know, Virgo, and I'm very blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep the commitment, but also, <laughs> but, be, but, but also, you know, it's that accountability, right? And I'm like, you know what? Some days are not going to be perfect, but that's when I tell the audience that, yo, I'm just not having the best of days. How do you push to do something that you know you mm-hmm. should do? And those are when you get like really good lessons or conversations because your audience is experiencing similar things, maybe not with a podcast, but with something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I'm grateful, like, for us and our composition. That's why I have these two guys, because yeah, I well, I would not have been able to do it no, on no, my own. All, it, you have to give props to Adani. Adani, because yeah. Because all of this started because Adani was like, yo. We, we had the idea. We had the mic. An episode. We had the idea for probably a year or more. I had the idea. 
And we had the mics because I had done some previous like voiceover work, you know, like everything was there. And then randomly Adani came and spent some time with us and we told him about the idea and whatnot. And Vernon and I were just on the fence because we were just like, is it just me? Is it the two of us? Really? Just the two of us again? We don't know, right? And I wasn't sure like how much Vernon could hold me accountable because I know how to rebel against him. <laughs> but um, then Adani came and he was like, you know, our... Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's put it on the table. Okay, let's go. Recording like right now. And, and then we did it. Recording an episode. Yeah, and so that's how we, we did it. But that was like the, the missing piece for us and yeah. our funny man. <laughs> Listen... all right so that adani doesn't make this all about him (laughs) carrie ann thank you so much for joining us um you really shared a lot of insight and it was great for us even just to have this discussion with another fellow caribbean podcaster especially someone who's so knowledgeable because we've just been out here on our little island (laughs) you know on our own so it's it's great to hear somebody with the experience with the you know perspective to bounce off of and um even for the listeners out there who maybe didn't know like all of the intricacies of this or if they're even like considering um starting a podcast so thank you thank you thank you so much um for joining us um any any final words um I think I think it's just important to to kind of think things through. I really think it's important to think things through. Think of short-term, long-term goals. Like what what why do I want to do this? What's important to me? And is this something that I should be even doing right now? I think those are like three questions that I think it's important for us to ask ourselves because then, you know, I feel like we do these things as distraction or to kind of you know, numb something else that we should be doing so and have accountability. So when it comes to podcasting, you think of it, ask another podcaster, maybe be a guest on, you know, Caribbean Millennials before you think of jumping on creating your own show, like feel through it. You know, I think in the beginning, I thought that I was a chicken for waiting two years, but I think that time frame, or even you both being on the fence and, you know, Adani came, that's a that's a very important part of the journey because you kind of, it, it's like you had to make the right steps towards it. You, you, I'm sure you had the conversation. You already know that, you know, it can be me and Vernon. Cause you know, Vernon, I know all the tricks to get out of stuff, you know, like all these <laughs> things, you know, and those are very important because then the team is solid. And so any final words is that if you're doing a podcast or anything, just be clear on why you want to do this and know yes. that even if you are clear why you want to do this, there the, there's going to be some days you don't want to do this oh, and, yes. and, and, and just figure out how you're going to be motivated to get past a certain hump and, you know, just be great. And also check out the directory. There's a lot of shows there. And if you haven't joined the directory and you're a podcaster, you should um, join the directory. All right, so check out the directory, as Carrie Ann said. Also, uh, Carry On Friends, her podcast, um, and Vernon. Say the words. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> um, it's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>